0: Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. We've been talking about the supernatural realm and our relationship with it and how we can... We turn to our existence as a spirit being that if we've been born again, born by spirit, our new nature is spirit. We are spirit. We have a soul and we live in a body. And to learn to live as a spirit is going to involve our supernatural senses, our solical senses, coming back into their use. To be whole and complete means every faculty of our physical being working up and up and operating, every aspect and faculty of our soul being fully functioning and healed, and working all our. Soulical senses working and functioning properly. And we don't have any of those problems in our spirit. Your spirit is either fully alive or fully dead. If you've been born again, re-spirited, your spirit is finished, complete and entire and whole and one with God. Our problem is our soul. Our problem is our body. Much more our soul. God wants you whole, spirit, soul, and body. So at some point in time, whether it's here on this earth or some other point in time, we really don't know what came before. We really don't know what comes next. God himself wants you to be fully utilizing your solical senses. It's part of his plan for you because he wants you complete an entire spirit, soul, and body. So you don't have to talk him into something. You don't have to present your case or find a reason for him to meet you in the supernatural things. If you have a desire to know what's going on in the supernatural realm, pursue it with God. You are going to make mistakes. Guarantee it. Regardless of whether you seek after what God wants for you or not, you're going to make mistakes making mistakes is one of the big ways we learn it's one of the big ways we ask for God to intervene in our lives when we can't meet our own needs, when we can't change ourselves because we can't God made it that way You can't fix yourself. You can't heal yourself. You can't change your soul. Now, you can change your habits. You can change your, some of your approach to things, some of your thinking patterns. But until God heals your soul... We're just switching one bad habit for another. And what we're ultimately looking for is God's eternal life to flow from our spirit through our healed and healthy and complete soul and through our healed and complete and healthy body we're not meant to contain it we're meant to be a conduit because that's our new nature our new nature is god's nature and his nature is love what does that look like to love is to give. So, what we will be involved in is receiving first, then giving. Receiving God's love, and then knowing that part of our character, our new nature, is to share with others what unconditionally what we have already received unconditionally just because that's God's nature. He doesn't want to heal you and make you healthy and love you just because, because he needs you for something, because you have a, an anointing or a ministry. No, it's, it's his nature. It's who he is. He can't say, I'm going to love that person, but I'm not going to love that person. That would go against his nature. And God can't go against his nature. Part of our problem is, is we think God has an opposite. We think God is good. So there's evil. Evil. So that must be the opposite of God. But God created both for his own purposes. We know the illustration of the, we're a clay and we're being made into a vessel. And it takes the right hand and the left hand of God to form us, the good and the bad the positive and the negative. We need both the bitter and the sweet in our lives. And this in a lot of ways goes against what we think should happen if we're, you know, sort of like what do we say, in the will of God, whatever that is. That if we're doing what God wants us to be doing, if we're in his will, if we're hearing him and being a good Christian, again, whatever that means, then everything will be good in our lives. We won't have bad circumstances. We'll have this strength. We'll have all our needs met. And yet that's not what God says. He says the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Bad circumstances will come your way, my way. It's part of what we're here for. And and yet on the other hand, there's very often it can be even more telling. We get used to bad circumstances, negative circumstances. So then when something positive comes along, a reward, a success, a blessing, We don't know what to do with that. Success can reveal greater wounds than we ever thought we could imagine. And God uses success in our lives and good things and blessings to reveal the same types of things. Our beliefs, believing a lie about about the bad things, that happen in our lives is just as destructive as believing the good, the lies about the good things that happen. Anything that warps the unconditional love of God is a lie and God wants to deal with. Good things don't happen to you because you prayed right. Bad things don't happen to you because you sinned. Certainly there are consequences to our actions. And one of the reasons we are looking at the three realms of reality, the the natural realm, the supernatural realm, and the spiritual realm, is that there are laws that govern each of those realms. For instance, in the natural realm, there's this thing called gravity. If you jump off the top of your house, you will fall and probably break something an arm, a leg, everything. It's the law of gravity. It doesn't matter whether you believe in it or not. Just if you think you can fly, it doesn't really mean mean anything. You can't, unless you're in an airplane. But just flapping your wings, your arms like wings, doesn't mean you're going to fly. Wanting something doesn't mean it's going to happen. And so often that's all we're doing in our prayer life is telling God what we want and why he should give it to us. And we think, okay, if we can figure out what God wants and then pray that he is somehow obligated to give that or to be that or to change that. When really what he is about is each one of us as an individual. He's put the people in your family, in your family, for you. Not against you, even though it may seem like all they are is against you. But it's for your benefit. The circumstances in your life, the negative ones, the positive ones our four-year benefit. And this is where we can enter into that rest of accepting and being available to God. What do I do about it? And we talk so often about spending time with him and allowing him to heighten our senses and increase our awareness of his manifest and personal presence. So just as a reminder, he's right there next to you. If you're driving, he's in this seat next to you. If you're sitting listening to this, wherever you, wherever you are, he's right next to you. If you're jogging, he's jogging right next to you. He's not far away. And he hears every thought. You don't have to say something out loud. You don't even have to articulate it inwardly or outwardly. He knows everything that's going on within you because he is your spirit. Your spirit and his spirit are one. So anything that's going on inside of you, he already knows. Now, for some, that's scary. For others, that's refreshing and encouraging. Doesn't matter; it's true nonetheless. It's part of our concept of the sovereignty of God, that He created you and every aspect of you, and He has total control over His creation. This, we go back to this whole idea of. Having a free will. Well, you have the will that he gave you. And that will is in your soul. And you have the soul he gave you. So first of all, it's not free. It's what he gave you. Your soul, which includes your your will and your mind and your emotions, your will has strengths and weaknesses. And God gave you the soul that he wanted you to have. He gave you a will that has strengths and weaknesses. It's not free It has, it's cause, because it's not complete. It's not whole. It's not part of your spirit. It's part of your soul. Even if your soul was free, In order for your soul to be free, your will, mind, and emotions all have to be healed and healthy and believe nothing but the truth. In other words, united with God, with your spirit. That's when your soul and your will become free. Free to be reunited with your spirit your will you, your will is not free your emotions aren't free your mind is not free you believe lies your will you make decisions which is what your will is based on the information you have based on your history based on what you believe based on your emotions based on your mind based on your circumstances Odds are really good that you don't have a, a perfect perception of your circumstances. Odds are your emotions affect your decisions, your choosing. Odds are your goals, your future plans affect your what goes on in your will, your deciding, what choices you make. So you don't have a free will and that's not the goal it will happen and it's a good way of evaluating and judging how you're doing is are you are you becoming more free in your will in your mind in your emotions and what would that look like i have a feeling you know we we have such a miss understanding about what being a Christian is but I think the more our soul is perfected by God and brought into reunion with our spirit we will become we will be more and more aware of rest and peace and joy and just being able to receive and give not accomplish, not change others, not have an effect on our community or glorify God even, be productive or overcome. These things may happen, but it's the rest and the fruit and the enjoyment of his presence that tells us we're on the right track. When we say, how are you doing, and we can be at rest with however it is we're doing, knowing that however it is we're doing, whether it's good or bad or frustrated or angry or, oh, it's okay, however it is we're doing is exactly where God wants us and accepting that, knowing that this is one of the things that we've developed the habits that lend themselves to a reunion in ourselves of spirit, soul, and body. When we understand what God's purpose is for us and that everything he has going on in our lives all comes back to that purpose, we can have that simplistic devotion to him and be saying okay Lord and part of that is having that habit of waiting on him and in one sense it's training your body but it's also training your soul and part of our the challenge with our soul in your mind your will and emotions is it's focus on itself Your soul wants to maintain control, so it focuses on its strength. It tries to manipulate and use its circumstances to meet its needs based on its own strength and, of course, hide its weaknesses because we fear rejection and we don't like change. You know, what's interesting is we could come up with a very simple approach to the struggles human beings have it wouldn't take that much it doesn't we're we're a very simple i think like the the devil himself you know he's had so much time to figure out ways of you know ruining our lives annoying us lying to us deceiving us accusing us but it really just comes down to those three things we all have buttons that he've, he's learned how to push, you know, how long ago? From the beginning of time, from the beginning of his creation. We all have buttons that have, he's already learned per, the perfection of pushing them. We're not special in that sense. Generation after generation. We all fear rejection. We, none of us like to be accused, especially falsely accused. We feel guilty when we're deceived and we can't become fearful. And we resist, we, we understand the whole idea of temptation, but instead of asking the Lord to step in and work, do the work for us, we try harder. But those are really his weapons. He doesn't have a lot of them. They are finite. But he doesn't need that many because there's only so many buttons for him to push. Now, we, your, your rejection buttons are going to look different than my rejection buttons. But when he pushes them, you're going to feel rejected. When he pushes my rejection buttons, I'm going to feel rejected. When he lies to me, I'm going to feel betrayed and that I can't trust anyone. When he lies to you, you're going to feel betrayed and that you can't trust anyone. Now, it's all going to be filtered through the temperament that God gave you because we are all different, and God made us that way. But we all have the same buttons to push, and our enemies push those buttons with the same tools that they always have so we don't have to rediscover our enemies we don't have to rediscover how these things happen in our lives, how God uses circumstances we can have the confidence that God will give us the training and the opportunity to learn how to respond so even if we are going through rough circumstances we don't focus on the rough circumstances we go okay nothing's happening to me that hasn't happened to millions of other people throughout time lord what's going on here how do you want to deal with this lord is this something i can take authority over lord are you trying to show where i need a healing we always come back to putting it back in his hands And when we can learn that habit, every single circumstance in our life is to our benefit. When we turn to him, let him be the God, that's how we redeem our time, our past, our present, our future. Our past mistakes become benefits that we reap from, blessings in disguise. We may not even understand. And what's the whole concept of understanding? We, are, we rely on our mind. God does not want you to rely on your mind. Now, he is quickening your mind. He is bringing your mind into submission to your spirit. Those are things he's doing. But when we try to understand and draw conclusions, God gives us three little pieces and we draw this big conclusion about, oh, this is what this means. This is what spirit is. This is what heaven is. This is what redemption is. This is what ministry is. This is how the world is going to end. And yet he's only given us three little pieces. Sometimes he's even given us, been generous, and given us the four corner pieces of the puzzle. And so we try to figure out, okay, what's the puzzle look like? But a lot of times we don't even know how many pieces there are in the puzzle. And we're trying to figure it out. And it's great to perceive those puzzle pieces as long as we go, okay, Lord, what is this picture? where do I go from here? Lord, help me sort out the rest of the edge pieces so we can figure this out. And we, we understand that the puzzle we're dealing with and struggling with is not so we can figure out the puzzle. It's an opportunity that God has created for us, a set of circumstances for us to learn to turn to Him. And the more Often, And the more quickly we we turn to him, the more he can give us the information or change our will or heal our emotions, whatever he is working on. Because that's what we're here for. It's not about what we're working on. It's about what he's working on, his purpose. Now, he's going to give you projects and assignments throughout your life. Those are not your purpose. Those are your puzzles. Those are your projects. The people in your life, they're not your purpose. Whether you're a a husband or a wife or a child or a parent or a teacher or a construction worker, none of that is your purpose. Changing the world is not your purpose. Healing cancer is not your purpose. Those are all projects that God has given you to learn to depend on him. Now, you may cure cancer. You may be the best parent ever. You may change the world, but that's not your purpose. God takes us into a classroom. And he gives us information. This is how he, these are his ways, these are his truths. This is what his life looks like and how it works. And then we apply it. We we see in life. This is how he does things. This is his way. This is his truth. This is his life. By experience. And most of the time we make mistakes. But this is how we learn. We learn fastest, unfortunately, by mistakes. So by getting off his pathway, getting out of his way, missing his truth, mishandling his life, this is most often how we learn. So what happens? We go back in and we, we he teaches us again. He reinforces what we missed. He changes us. He heals us. He fills in the gap. He brings those close to us to encourage us or to even sometimes discourage us, to speak truth to us, to slap us up alongside the head. Whatever and however He chooses to do it, He brings truth to us, sets us on our feet so we can stand and participate in what He has for us while we're here on this earth, whatever circumstances. Whatever choices he makes, they are for us. So as we're learning the supernatural realm, you're free to make mistakes. Don't worry about whether you're calling it the natural or the supernatural or the spiritual or the solical. Those are all just terms we're using. You can call it red and green and striped or nothing. Just call it something. Take it seriously. Take notes. Take notes about your experiences. Take notes about your questions. Right now, in fact, write down three questions for God that you would like answered for this coming week. Just write them down. Lord, why did did you allow me to do this? Lord, what's the meaning of that? Lord, what do you have for me in the future in this area? Whatever your questions are, just write them down and ask him, Lord, Speak to me about these areas, because all that's doing is he's showing you what is on, whatever it is on your heart is on his heart. He may not answer those questions; he probably won't. But you've turned to him in those areas, and he will speak to you. He will make himself known to you in one way or another. You may have absolutely nothing to do with those questions but those questions may lead leave you open and available and willing to hear in areas that he has not been able to get through to you coming straight in on a particular topic so spend some time with him again always have that habit respect him be diligent and enjoy the rest that He gives us more and more each day. So we didn't get very far on the topic on our solical supernatural topic, but we'll try to make up for that next next week. Again, thank you for all your questions. It's always great to hear from you. Um, we we will follow up next week. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.